Welcome to a brand new episode of Markers on the Map. This week it's chaos and consolidation of the modern gaming industry as we discuss Microsoft's purchase of Activision Blizzard and consider what may come from this massive shakeup. We're also catching up and talking about how games can be more fun with a different outlook. Check out the gaming adventure on Twitter at Markers on the Map, and thanks for listening. Right after we recorded the Ghost of Tsushima special, our last uh-huh. episode of the year and the last one before our little break here, literally the next day, I saw something on PlayStation Network and I was like, man, that would have made a really good joke to, to, to say on the podcast. I don't know if you've told me this yet. I feel like you've told me something about this. I don't remember. I haven't because I've specifically been waiting <laughs> until we we returned with you the podcast specifically waited a whole like month it's been a month so you waited a whole yeah. month just having this joke to store this better be a really good joke if you waited a month that's the problem it's probably not <laughs> i mean you're already laughing about it right now so I, you know i gotta well, i it. think it's funny because i'm remembering the first like this is something that i saw on playstation network and i said uh-huh. right when i saw it so, I mean, it's funny to me just thinking about that moment, but it, it goes okay. a little something like this. Everybody take a seat. All right. I, w- I was scrolling through the sales on the PlayStation Network the mm-hmm. day after we recorded the Ghost of Tsushima special, and I saw that uh, PGA Tour 2K 2021 was on sale. Um, remember, we got that on PS Plus, and I was really excited for it last year until mm. I realized that you couldn't use, you know, button controls and it was it was only like a 30 frame per second game. Yeah, yeah. So on PSN, there was a version of the game on sale called the PGA Tour 2K21 Baller Edition. And okay. I said, at the, as soon as I saw it, I said, how is it the Baller Edition if it only runs at 30 and you can't use buttons? I, I mean... But, um... Uh, <laughs> as... as- the joke of it being the so I guess it's the definitive edition because that's what this should have been called, but obviously the baller edition. It's to still... that I say, how can it be definitive if it doesn't let you use button controls? But what what makes it the baller edition? Like what what do they added to the game if it's not the frames and and the button? Like what what did they make it different? Like what does it come with? A- admittedly, I did not look. Uh huh. I just got frustrated that there is a version of it called that. When we know that I was very disappointed by that. Maybe it adds... I don't know. It's like maybe it adds characters. I don't know. I mean, it is a joke if you well, think about it. Well, now I want it. Mario in there if they're going to add characters. Oh. And while we're at it, while we're at it, I have one more thing that's been rattling around in my head for the, for right. a month. Donkey Kong Country 2, Diddy's Conquest, a yeah. game that we both love. We talked about it at the beginning of... 2021 on the podcast a a whole two episodes oh man and and i just had this weird because you know i've been playing banjo kazooie on on nintendo online so i've been thinking of rare a lot and i said do you ever wonder if rare named it diddy's conquest or see i'm already doing it diddy kong yeah diddy's conquest just to trip people up and so someone could come in and say ah you got the name wrong i i 
I think I know the answer to this. I believe the prototype name was the other one, and then they changed it to something. Like, they changed it to what it is now. Because what is it now? It's oh, okay. Diddy's Kong's Quest, right? Diddy's Kong Quest. So, yeah, I pre- I'm pretty sure the original title was the other name. and So it was originally while, Diddy Kong's Quest? Yeah. See, I like it, that better. It rolls off the tongue. Yeah. It, I'm pretty sure the original name was that, but then they just switched it up because I'm pretty sure even magazines... I think there is an image of the original title screen that has that name, but they just changed it. For what reason? I had never looked more into it, but it is, I guess, true that... It's Kong Quest at first, like, you know, just like Diddy's Kong's Quest, but then they changed it. Okay. Well, that wouldn't be the first thing they've changed from that game, because there are certain enemies that didn't show up, like the, the ghost one. Oh, uh, was it Mr. X or whatever it was? Like Yeah, yeah, not to be confused with Resident Evil 2's Resident Evil. Tyrants. Maybe it could have been, maybe that's where Mr. But also, I think Diddy, I think... It was meant to be a, a, a Nintendo VR game at first. I think it was meant for the VR, the Virtual Boy. The Virtual Boy? It was meant to be a Virtual Boy uh, exclusive. I, I didn't know that either. This is you didn't know that like, either, yeah. <laughs> This is sounded like those schoolyard rumors. No, yeah, it's it's true. I think the original concept that it was meant to be a sort of a 32-bit, like, like VR Virtual Boy, like, exclusive, but then they just put it on the Super Nintendo. Oh, my God. How did none of this come up when we had the actual, like, two-part special about it? I, I know think some we're of it did. praising the game more than thinking about just, like, kind of the weird... Uh, sort of like things in history like it's because i guess that type of stuff is not really well like well documented like that stuff you can't yeah. really go back like obviously games now you can document the pinpoint moments where like the shift into the theme of a, of a game or oh this is where the game actually you can pinpoint that in actual even the time and, and the date and the year but back in the day all that stuff was kind of hidden it was kind of closed doors so you couldn't really unless like an employee came out like oh yeah we had it from here now it's here or, you know, an executive or, or anywhere like that was just like, oh, yeah, we changed it from this to this. That's the only way I feel like you can get those type of information on old school games like that. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of, like, archival TV or maybe Lost Film where, you know, some of the reels are still there and then some of them were destroyed <sighs> in, like, a fire or something, stuff like you that. Know, you know what show scared me? And it was such a weird show to be on this specific channel and because you said Lost Footage. You know what show I'm talking about? It was on Animal Planet. Do you know what I'm talking about? I don't. It's called Lost Tapes. It's either Lost Tapes or Lost Videos. I'm pretty sure it's Lost Tapes. And it was like a monster, scary, like, 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 it would be like those, like, found footage, like, like the Blair Witch and stuff like that. Yeah. And it And it would be like, oh, we're talking about vampires and there's a found, like, a family was haunted by an actual vampire. And it was genuinely scary. I was scared from my, when I watched that show, I was scared one of them was like a, a like a demonic Komodo dragon that was like twenty times the size of a regular Komodo dragon, and like vampires and like worm monsters, like in the sand and stuff like that. I was just like, "Yo, this show's like scary, man." I thought I thought it was like because obviously it's found footage, and you as a kid you think, "Oh, is this like real?" Because like, it was pretty yeah. good like effects for being on like Animal Planet, but uh, yeah, I'd I'd never heard of it. You should look it up. The va- especially the vampire episode that one scared me because like. The vampire, like, there's, like, a little kid, and, like, the vampire lives, like, right in his closet and, like, comes out and, like, one night and, like, tries to, like, take him, and then he, like, screams. And like, the vampire just disappears. It was, just, it was super scary. Because, obviously, I said I was a kid. Like, I could have been me. Like, is there a vampire in my closet that that's going to come out? 
Was the vampire Dracula from the hit video game franchise Castlevania? No, he he video games. Of, he was sort of that uh, like two thousand esque vampires. Like they they're kind of furry. Like they have fur on them. Like they're kind of sort of oh. like werewolves. It was that weird era of vampires. But no, he wasn't the iconic Castlevania uh, video game. You know, Dracula. Well, speaking of vampires. You know what other rare games should be on Nintendo Switch Online? There's a lot of them. What about that hidden Donkey Kong Animal... No, not Animal Anti. That's a level. But like there was an animal riding DK game that got scrapped by Rare. Well, like you are riding something in this game. I, I was going to say Diddy Kong Racing. Oh, I love. I have, I have Diddy Kong Racing. I'm pretty sure I have it for the DS still. But I yeah, had it Diddy for Kong the DS. I wish I still had my copy of it. It was very difficult, but now in hindsight, I look back and I'm like, oh, I really want it. <laughs> yeah. And of course, Donkey Kong 64. But honestly, like, uh, we'll get into Banjo Kazooie one of these weeks. I don't know if yeah. we're gonna get to it today or not. But like, there are some hits and some misses, and I'm really impressed with myself for putting up with a lot of the archaisms of of Banjo Kazooie. Yeah. Uh... I've always wanted to play Banjo Kazooie. Maybe because I'm like I'm very just like I don't know if I want to upgrade. I may just want to try it and just play the like just the. That's what I'm saying. Sometimes I wish they just sell like just have the yeah. virtual console market back on the eShop and just like I could just buy it and just have yeah. it on my console. But you know, maybe one day, cross your fingers. Yeah, crossing them. It would be nice to to buy them separately. The the. I, I do agree for the people that don't want to upgrade their subscription to Nintendo mm-hmm. Switch Online. Any that thirty it. extra dollars is is kind of it's a lot. It would make the Switch the ultimate Nintendo console, like without a doubt. It's yeah, portable. just a regular virtual console. All imagine they added like Wii Virtual Console, and you can like have that on the Switch. That would, that would be just, cool. <laughs> all the like Wii U games that were popular, they just re, they're just re releasing them anyway. So like, just have it from this NES to the Wii. And have it and, as virtual And you could console. get Game Boy Advance games on the Wii U. I had the Metroid Zero Mission on there. It would be nice to have some Game Boy Advance games like that on the Switch as well. It's, I mean, it's. I'm playing it's Neo Geo Pocket Color games on the Switch. Let me play some Game Boy games on there. It's it's the dream. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, it's ten minutes in. Why not re-welcome all listeners, <laughs> old and new, to Markers on the Map, the weekly podcast gaming adventure where it, the news has been crazy, it's been wild, games have not generally been coming out at a steady pace this past month, but we're getting ready to get into like a massive onslaught of, of games in, mm-hmm. in mid-February and late March and all that stuff. So before we get started, my name is Daniel, and I am here with my good friend and co-host Robert. We've been taking a break for about five or six weeks from recording how have you been doing today i'm fine i'm chilling you know but since the break i've been tired because i've just been working non-stop so it's like tired but not in the sense of like oh like i'm recording this week it's just like oh no yeah it's like it's my day off i'm fine so i've been i yeah i've just been as today i've been chilling i've been all right have you been since today and since the break pretty good to to give a little background it's (laughs) since around the time of maybe the 67th episode our two work schedules have conflicted to where we're literally at like the opposite ends (laughs) of work um so we've had to record at a different time for a while now Mm -hmm. um and we took a break to recharge those batteries like we were saying um i 
played a ton of stuff and I watched a ton of stuff and I've just been completely busy but using you know the couple hours at night that I have to play Mm -hmm. things like that new Yu-Gi-Oh game or you know grind out the battle passes on the Hot Wheels game stuff like that but I've also watched a few TV shows I've been watching Boba Fett and I've been catching up on everything so that I'm only kind of watching one show at a time Mm -hmm. Cobra Kai fourth season took me like three days to finish such a good show that i went out and bought those karate kid movies on 4k to watch those too i, I i've heard the fourth season was sort of all right it was mid you know that it was, it was Who said all right. it was mid they just uh, keep getting I, I, better i think i think some people expected more they're just like it's an all right season and you know i i think for a while there's at least one season in a show that goes for at least longer than five there is probably one season that it, it could be it could have been better i don't know i thought this one was like probably the best one yet but that's just me i get I mean, hyped off cobra Kai. everyone has their different opinions everyone's entitled yeah. to their opinion so like if it, like example star wars we have different opinions but they're both valid but that doesn't yeah. mean any of us are right or wrong about it it's i am like, glad you watched star wars finally <laughs> i will say you're gonna that. bring that you're gonna so we don't. We don't I'll have to talk about. It. I'm just. I'm just happy. <laughs> quick story. So, as you know, Star Wars has the original trilogy has so many versions, like the special editions and stuff like that. Yes. And from everyone, they say no. You gotta watch like the original, like as best as you can version of Star Wars. I have a Laserdisc player, and the reason why I bring this up because most people say you gotta watch the Laserdisc version of Star Wars. It's the best quality you can get and the most legal legal best quality you can get of the original trilogy like you can have it and it's yours it's your copy you can do what you want with it so i have a laser disc player i actually collect laser discs so i know some people some of the younger they're not going to know what look up laser discs they're from the 80s and the 90s they're big vinyl dvds but big yeah they're they're vinyl they're they're not even i, I don't think they're they're cd they're um vinyl like they're analog mm. i think so that's the size point. I bought the original trilogy. I bought it for a pretty good price. Yeah, I bought, I think, all three of them for only, like, 48 bucks. So, finally watched it. Quick opinion. First one was okay. It has its moments. Second one was real good. I thought the second one was amazing. Third one, okay, too. I, I, thought, it, I thought it was kind of the weakest out of, the, out of all three of them. And then, after that, I watched the first episode of The Mandalorian, and that was, like, one of the best things I've seen in a long time. I was like, this show is actually really good. It's an amazing show constantly and consistently i gotta watch the because i only watched the first episode but i'm like because you know what i just finished watching so i'm like i'll probably give it a break and then they start watching something else yeah you finished the sopranos <laughs> i did that's a long so one I, wanna... I can't really do a long show like i can't go I, in the headspace you, for it sopranos is so good dude i'm letting you know once i finished it i wanted to rewatch it right right after i was like i want to watch the first season again it's i love that show that's like me with the Mandalorian, <laughs> except it's maybe, not a commitment of seven seasons. It's a commitment maybe, of like eight episodes uh, at a time. I knew this kid who had the Sopranos video game for the PS2. I knew this kid who had it. Oh my god! Oh man! I and I so I knew about it way before the whole like donkey thing. Like we we I knew about it way before. And I was just like, oh, this is like a game based on the Sopranos. I didn't know. I knew what Sopranos was. I know it was a popular show back in the day, but obviously I was like. Little, I couldn't watch it. it. It it came out, you know, early two thousands and no, like nine late kids 90, around there. Yeah, early two thousand nineties might have been. Yeah, 90, yeah, ninety nine. It came out in ninety nine. It finished in like two thousand six, two thousand seven. That's the same year that SpongeBob came out. 
True. And it's SpongeBob still going on, so who's the real, you know, king? And you know what? I guess we could consider this news since it's it's not the big thing, but like Yeah. SpongeBob just pivots us off to the idea that the Hot Wheels new racing season, so the last one was mm-hmm. DC Supervillains. And mm-hmm. Color me completely surprised that the second racing season is is SpongeBob SquarePants. <laughs> so you get SpongeBob themed cars when you go through the battle pass. And I was like initially disappointed, but some of them do look cool because you know I'm not the biggest fan. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I don't know. I'm just like I wasn't expecting that. I was expecting Masters of the Universe or something. But <laughs> hey, maybe next season. Maybe. <laughs> so I've just been going on for my 20 minutes of challenges every day to get my Squidward car, which admittedly looks pretty good. <laughs> I mean, if you're gonna watch SpongeBob, you have to watch at least the first three seasons, and you don't. You yeah, don't watch those came streaming. out when I was very young. You gotta watch. You gotta buy the DVDs and watch like the uncensored, like in the sense of like they have cut jokes that I didn't know were part of the show. There's an episode where SpongeBob has to write an essay, and he, like it's like, what do you do at a red? Like what? What do you? What don't you do at a at a red light? Is the essay. And he can't get it done. It's pretty sure every college kid can like be related to this. That it's such a perfect day outside, and there's a carnival and all this stuff. But he just has to finish this essay. Like he has to finish this paper, and yeah. he doesn't know what to write. And there's a part where he's like, "I gotta finish the paper." He's like, "Cause after that, I'll get my driver's license." And there's the next scene, and I didn't know they never showed this on TV. If they did, it was once. The next scene is a drag race car just speeding off and it literally just crashes and it's like the most random thing that a spongebob show can have and it's just like it's part of the actual dvd like it's only on the Mm -hmm. dvd i think i don't think even the streaming services like put it on there ironically just to tie it all together nice and neat with the bow clone wars also has certain things i believe were edited uh the second mm-hmm. time they were shown on tv some of the language i believe in season one so the the season one blu-ray set DVDs. has a few episodes that are extended uh-huh. so yeah the, the, uh, like they're uncensored in the sense of like they didn't cut nothing out it's yeah it's a, what whatever 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 it aired the first time that's what it is yeah so on those topics we have to get into quite possibly the biggest thing that's ever happened in the game industry and definitely the biggest thing that's happened in the past month where we've had a break um this is still relatively new news (laughs) um it's big yeah the the folks at microsoft have decided to buy activision blizzard king so little bit of backstory we tend not to talk about activision blizzard king stuff on here because we are against a lot of the things that have been going on at that company they yeah we've at early on if you hear early on the podcast we've had spoken about them but when it came to light we've sort of were just not a pre, you know we didn't appreciate that we didn't like that so as a consumer the best thing you can do is not support a company what do you do you don't support them by buying them talking about them or anything like that yeah, and if you, a good idea would be to maybe buy used if you're if 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 that's the case. It, it's it's similar it's reasons. It's very complicated. Yeah, it's similar reasons why we don't generally bring up Ubisoft stuff. Um, aside from the fact that their games, the imp- the output of Ubisoft hasn't hasn't done anything for me. Yeah, in years. Yeah, it's sort of it's sort of it. it what bothers me the most, and it, it kind of is like the the really bummer about it is that. There are good people who live who work in these companies and they, they want to like make good things and do good things. It's just a, a couple of rotten apples that you know ruin the whole batch. So Yeah. It's sort of that mentality if they change it up, 
you know, and they actually focus on what they're there to do is to make fun games for people, you know, it'd, it'd be different. Yeah, and neither of the two of us are professionals on these topics yeah. or, you know, as well-read as maybe we could be. So I encourage listeners to, you know, look up the Activision Blizzard King situation online. There are tons of video essays and news articles about it. Um, Mm -hmm. telling you who's affected and what's been going on at those companies. I urge you to check those out um, because they're very important. Um, But for the purposes of talking about them today, Microsoft acquired them for, what was it, like almost $70 billion. Billions, yeah, it's billions. I mean, Blizzard was what? How much was Blizzard when when they... Oh, not Blizzard, Bethesda. Bethesda. Bethesda was $8 million? Or $8 billion, I'm sorry. Yeah, it was... This is like billion because... If you think about what Activision owns, all of Call of Duty, Guitar Hero, mm-hmm. Tony Hawk, uh, Crash, Crash and Spyro, Spyro, uh, and it could it could keep going on. Uh, Bl- and that yeah. includes Blizzard, WoW, Overwatch, like all these IPs. Diablo. That, yeah, it's like they own a lot, and that's a pretty big company. So Microsoft, I think of all the companies, even granted, Microsoft may not be. My favorite compared to the three is not a bad company in general, but I will say Microsoft does have the ability just to outright buy anything they feel like they can change or, or own or, or take it to the next level. They're like, oh, how much is it? We'll, we'll make negotiate a deal with it. Yeah. And if you think back to the PS2 era, you think of Activision as like the king of third party. Every other game seems to be Activision, Tony Hawk, all that stuff. Spider-Man was also part of Activision Spider-Man for a games. While. Yeah, for the PS2. That that whole generation PS2, PS3, the Spider-Man games were published by Activision. Activision. We now they know they're at Sony. Uh because they Guitar Hero, they they yeah. basically were the whole arcade like plastic guitar like fad that was And I would count on them trying to bring that back at some point mm-hmm. under Microsoft. It seems like you know one of the more obvious things to do. There are so many things that come with Activision Blizzard King. Even companies like High Moon Studios that made the Transformers War for Cybertron game, they're a part of the Activision Blizzard King deal. So you have to, we look beyond just Activision, we look at all the studios that come with them, and you're like, wow, they just made the the biggest purchase of, like, the entire saga of games. Granted, they did say this will not, will not come into effect until next year. Yes, so, so it's, it's already going to be reviewed as well yeah. um, by the by a commission, I think the FTC, um, to make sure, I guess, maybe it's not a monopoly. I, I, I don't really think it's probably it's, going to be viewed as a monopoly, more of no. consolidation. If, if, if rumor has it, genuinely, this is pretty rumor, that they will still make games available on the Switch, on PC, on PlayStation, like they're not going to... They're just buying the company just sort of to kind of like be like, we're, we're going to make this a fair, safe environment for people to to work. We're making this to like take it to the next. Like, it's sort of like I said, they're taking it to, to be the next level. Sort of like we can make this a better thing and we have the ability and the money to do it. And as a rumor has it, they will still make games for PlayStation. Obviously, they'll get a cut of that, but it's still not a monopoly if everyone gets their cut you know sony gets their cut microsoft gets their cut and everyone else gets their cut out of it now here's the other side to that the quote the tweet was that call of duty 
which I mm-hmm. think is the biggest name at play here, maybe even mm-hmm. more so than, you know, Blizzard's IP, um, is that Call of Duty would still be on PlayStation and they'd honor all existing agreements. Now, mm-hmm. Warzone, I feel like that's an existing agreement. Yeah, the Warzone is... What I've heard is if Microsoft, if it all goes through, not only would they own it, but they will say, we will not release a yearly Call of Duty. Like, that's over. Yeah. And I agree with them because if you look at their newest one, Vanguard, no one plays Vanguard, no one talks about Vanguard, and no one should play Vanguard. Vanguard is one of those, like... When people play it, they said it feels like it's a parody of what Call of Duty was. Like, mm-hmm. if you explain Call of Duty in a movie or anything like that, it's literally, like, that's what it is. Like, it's a parody of it. So, it, I mean, if you look at when Modern Warfare dropped, the remake, it made Call of Duty back into, like, oh, like, this is a good, like, franchise. Like, I want to play. Like, when people went home and they wanted to play Modern Warfare, they wanted to play the new Modern Warfare. They weren't, like, There's still oh, people wanna... on my friends list playing Modern Warfare. Yeah, like, Modern Warfare was a good entry to re- kind of refresh the, the, the franchise. And then I feel like they rushed into Cold War way too fast. I think if they did like a two years of Modern Warfare, even three years of Modern Warfare, and just added like new maps and updates and just stuff like that, it they could have gone on. They could have still charged sixty bucks, and people still would have paid for it no matter what. And then like it could be like now they could could have announced Cold War, and then you know companies would have had more time to work on their franchise or whatever. But you know everything happened. You know th- things happen for a reason. You know so Microsoft is is getting it so they're saying that hey we're not going to do yearly call of duties anymore that's and like i said that's better for their franchises than the more time is between a game the more hyped it becomes it's sort of kind of a legend yeah later foreshadowing a game like gta 6 you know it's been so long you know if it's like if it's ever announced oh man like this is like a, a big moment because it's been like so many years since the last one yeah when and you know, on that theoretical of maybe they won't release a new Call of Duty game each year, returning mm-hmm. to the idea of existing agreements and the fact that Warzone yeah. is already an established thing on PlayStation, just like Fallout 76 is already an established thing on PlayStation, yeah. this, this idea opens the door for, at some point, maybe Call of Duty won't come to PlayStation, just like things like Starfield aren't coming to PlayStation. I don't think that they're going to use 68 billion dollars and and not move things over in the future now i do i think it'll take some years yes but do i think it's also possible that call of duty will at some point be an xbox exclusive i don't think that's out of the picture i i i believe this is what the way i see it the way i see this is that if you're being honest out of all the systems microsoft is the lowest selling one PS5 has outsold this the Series X by a, a large amount. People are only getting I feel like people are only getting Series X because it's available and you know it's whatever. But if you really look at the hype, most people want PS5. People yeah. want to switch. I think You got those Microsoft, Marvel games coming out. Yeah, like Microsoft if they want to continue making their consoles, they need to really push it you know, like the Game Pass and but what I what I'm, my point is that maybe at some point, maybe Microsoft won't make consoles anymore. They're just like have the Sega route, like hey, we're not going to make anymore. But they own like Game Pass and they also own like Activision Blizzard, you know, Bethesda yeah. and stuff like that. They and own Game all this Pass, stuff. Game Pass, you can get can, it on anything. Yeah, it's like they could just be the 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 publisher of these of these 
other public like you know like game developers sort of like that basically that they'll become the publisher and that the developments will just be the development team they don't have to worry about publishing it microsoft will take care of that like they'll 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 figure that out and then we look at well what's next some people have this apocalyptic idea that microsoft could buy sony I think that's a little much. No. I think that's a little too no. apocalyptic for, for um, this year. But they think that Microsoft's probably going to go for, say, a Japanese company, a Square Enix, a Capcom, a Sega. Mm-hmm. Because we know what does well in Japan, and that is Nintendo and PlayStation. Because, yeah, they're, that's their home, like, that's what, basically, their home turf. Like, yeah, any, historically, that has Xbox has never advantage. done well in Japan, yeah. or as well as it, as they were hoping for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I said, any, anything that has a home turf advantage is going to be the more successful you know, product there. But that's not to say I don't think Sony could come in and buy one of those three companies. I actually think, you know, if Sony bought Capcom, look, Street Fighter V was already a, a deal with Street, PlayStation yeah. and PC exclusivity. Um, Sony could come in and buy Capcom. Street Fighter only five only happened because of Sony is because they, yeah. they've got the rights to like, put it on their platform. And you uh, wouldn't see me complaining about Sony buying Sega when Yakuza, Sonic, Persona, those are three you know top level things that I'm playing on PlayStations. Uh, the things I can see Sony purchasing, you know, from software they already bought. Oh, Blue for Point. real, yeah. Blue Point, they've pretty much like secured Blue that. Point they bought. They've secured. I think they can definitely buy Konami. They can get a contract with Konami again if oh, they really didn't tried. even think of that. Yeah, like if they Sony really tried and they really talked to Konami, they can get another contract with them to kind of like obviously not own them, but like they have an exclusivity with them and sort of they kind of have like their deals with them. Uh, Square Enix maybe is a maybe with Square Enix. Square Enix See, Square Enix to me is is teetering because they're they're getting into some NFT stuff that I don't like. Yeah, and that might start permeating things. They're internally, I think Square Enix will always be just like, now nah, we're we'll be on our own. Like we're we're fine, we're chilling. But I feel like Sony can definitely make a deal with Sega. Definitely make a deal with Konami. Definitely do a lot of deals, even with Capcom. I know Capcom is sort of at a high point, but of course, what better time still... to pick Capcom up? They're still recovering from like the late 2000s to the early 2010s. Like, come on, like, mm-hmm. like Resident Evil Six, Mega, you know, like Mega Man. They haven't done nothing with it. They, Capcom is sort of on a very good note. Obviously, they're putting out games now, like Monster Hunter, Resident Evil. But some, maybe we want to see another Dino Crisis. Maybe we want to see another I mean, Dead Rising. Yeah. That's actually like like the first one, not like something that's just thrown off to like the Vancouver team cuz I don't think they even have like Capcom Vancouver anymore. I think they they shut down Vancouver. There's a lot of good uh, stuff that Capcom could be, you know, doing yeah, with like, some of their their dormant Sony franchises. Could... Mega Man that alone needs something new, something new. Oh, for... when <laughs> when Sony bought Bungie, I I Yeah, I was going to get to that. It, it's the symbo- it? it's it's yeah. a smaller purchase, but the symbolism behind it after the Is Activision that... Blizzard thing. <laughs> it's sort of it's sort of cuz people were like, "Oh, look at Microsoft now they own Crash and Spyro, those were PlayStation things." And it's like, "All right, we're going to I'll say it. They're buying the company that sort of made what Microsoft is. Like I'm telling you, the original Xbox is still one of my favorite consoles, honestly, because it's one of the cheapest consoles you can collect for. But the games are actually like good quality games, like Halo and like uh, what was another exclusive? Uh, I think Jet Set Radio was on there after like the Dreamcast. Like oh yeah, the second happen. one, Jet Set Radio yeah. Future. 
Uh, what was another exclusive? They had a bunch of exclusives. I don't, I don't know if Time Splitters was an exclusive on there. I'm try, I, like, I'm didn't like, they have, did, weren't they the home of Oddworld for a while? Like, much yeah, I think Odyssey? they were. The, saying, like, basically, the original Xbox was was Microsoft at its most like competitive peak. I think those games were all fun. And I said the game that made Microsoft, without a doubt, is Halo. And the company that made Halo, Bungie. What do they make now? Destiny. And now they're with Sony. Now, they have specifically stated that the idea of keeping multi-platform, though. Yeah. But Sony announced that they're going to do, like, ten live service games in the next, like, six years or something. So I'm thinking maybe Bungie was brought along to help with... Because yeah. Destiny is the most successful live service. It's the one yeah. that actually hits what it's supposed to do, whether we like it or not. And maybe Sony wants that, you know, backup for, is this a good idea for our live service or is yeah. it not? Stuff like that. Um, I mean, I have I know a, a lot of people that buy, I'm pretty sure you know somebody that, like, they buy all the DLC. And that DLC is not cheap. It's like 30 bucks for each year, for each DLC. This was another thing I was going to bring up. Can we, can we delve into that real quick as a little pocket? Yeah. They're going to Vault Forsaken. This month. Yeah, another thing, yeah. A- as a player, the content I pay for shouldn't be vaulted. If yeah. they're going to vault content in a live service game, I think they should go the Avengers route to bring it back to Square Enix here and give those expansions as free content, like the War yeah. for Wakanda expansion. Like, I-, I just had that that quick little bone to pick because I was reading about Forsaken being yes. vaulted right before we recorded. Yeah, uh, I heard about this happening in a couple, like a month, so like in December, I heard about it. I was just like, I knew it was gonna happen because they did say that we we're gonna vault more things down the road. But yeah, I've always that's a said forty dollar expansion. Yeah, I've always said out. this. Trust me, I would. If Destiny DLC wasn't vaulted and that stuff was always around, it's just like everywhere, and you can. It's so now you have this it, like massive game that you can spend hours in with all this DLC that you can purchase, and it's like you do what you want, like it's yours, like it's your. But vaulting it and taking that content away and just sort of like you put 40 bucks that's a game that is genuinely a full-fledged game you can buy instead of it just being uh some dlc for for one game and then like it goes away after a couple years which is sort of a bummer you know that 40 bucks is a game like i've seen demon souls the new one for ps5 i've seen it sometimes for like 50 40 bucks so if you had 40 bucks you just save another 10 bucks and then just buy it and there you go another a full game for you to play it's an accessibility issue too yeah because how are you gonna hop into destiny and i i know right now if you hop into destiny you are put into some kind of end game raid thing from the get-go yeah and you know taking away things that get you up to speed with the plot or the gameplay or certain Mm. mechanics and removing those from the game makes it a little impenetrable for for Mm -hmm. you know new players so We'll keep an eye on how stuff like the Witch Queen goes because I don't think you know this moment is a great i it, it's a great idea to go ahead and like jump into that. I, I think because I know a lot of people, I know a lot of friends who love Destiny, and I've told them just play Borderlands. It's a better looter shooter game. Exactly. Like, oh no, Borderlands is weird. It's Destiny dumb. Destiny reminded said, me straight up of Borderlands when it first Destiny, came out. I said this is sci-fi Borderlands. <laughs> Destiny. The problem with Destiny, and it has a lot of problems. The only thing here's the thing: Borderlands has way more pluses than negatives. The only negative Borderlands has is maybe the replay value. Like there is no kind of raids, so I do wish there were kind of raids and that give you rewards. But other than that, I think Borderlands was was meant for you to be like, don't play one character and expect you to play that for like years to come 
come play every character and try out new things and that's i think what most people don't do is like no play one character then move on to another character because then it's a different experience because each character does different things especially in three yeah and then in destiny the one thing i have a a major problem i have with that borderland obviously does right is you cannot farm a certain boss or a certain enemy to get a certain weapon that weapons are so just they're just like you you can't really earn it by your hard work it's just by chance you you can get it yeah. like obviously some challenges and raids and, and you know like caves or whatever have the chance to drop this weapon but for to have like a hundred percent like guaranteed drop from a certain like enemy is not a thing and you can't even share loot like if my friend was like oh i really need this specific weapon and i have it and i don't need it i can't give it to him it's like i like destiny won't allow me to give it to you like it's just i have it like i have it but you don't but i can't give it to you but you know what destiny does right for what they're going for they get that sweet sweet engagement which is the point of a live service which is why sony maybe maybe potentially like who knows? Are they going to use Bungie for their their knowledge and prowess at making live services to help them with engagement? I, I, I think it's that. a safe bet. Yeah, I, I think that's mostly what they did it for. Is I think one it was have, a good buy. <laughs> it was a good buy because Bungie did design the DualShock Four. Like they said, like no, yeah, Bungie helped us. Like when they were doing that, we asked them like, what would be a really good controller for like. Obviously, the uh, was proper at the time was FPSs because like it was what 2013. That was still the major thing. So like yeah, yeah, they designed the DualShock Four, which sort of kind of made the Dual Sense now because it's sort of still the same kind of mold, a little bit different, but still the same kind of mold. So big purchases, those have happened. <laughs> Interesting purchases, big purchases, and hopefully, hopefully this doesn't become a whole buying war. That's like oh we need to buy this company and this. Company. Then it's it will there, sort of kind of be rumors just, out there. It will be annoying having maybe you like this one franchise from this one company but they're bought by a, a different company so then you have to get their thing that's why yeah, at this point that's why i'm afraid about I'll, sega i'm like sony I'll, please buy sega before microsoft buys sega. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll do this I'm, I'm letting you know dude i'm switching to pc pretty soon because it's like you know what at least on there it's for everyone like pc does not have like any rules when it comes to stuff like that it's sort of like if it comes out on xbox it'll come out on pc no without a doubt so it's sort of like I win because if I get a PC, whatever Microsoft releases, it'll come to PC, so I'll still get it, and then I have my Play S5, so I was like, I'll still have it. I think what would be, you know, for you is I don't know if you want to hop on a PC because, and I don't know if you want to buy an Xbox, but the cheapest option, just buy an Xbox, but if you just want to have, I guess for me, is like a more, like, bigger option is to get the PC with the PS5, and that's pretty much what I'm trying to do. I think it's good that I'm really safe with the idea of my favorite games are usually like the Sony IP. Yeah. Sony IP. And then the Nintendo games, which we know are going to stay in their little dimension. Oh, they'll never, ever. Yeah. But I was just, because I always said, like, if I remember, if I was like, well, instead of buying an Xbox, why don't I just buy a PC? I've said this for years. It's been years now. So I'm like, I'm finally getting to Game Pass on PC. I can get Game Pass on, on a Mac, I think. Yeah. So. We have options now, but yeah, you know, it's just hopefully it doesn't uh, it doesn't happen to be a whole just like buying out company war and then just like yeah, I, I just thought I would kind of find that very annoying. And I think the most important thing here is that hopefully this buyout of Activision Blizzard King 
creates a safer environment for the workers that are there i care about yeah. that more than any of the games that could potentially become exclusive yeah. or popular because of the microsoft buyout i want the workers to feel all right in their workspace if if so you know, obviously xbox buys it and they say we're cleaning out warehouse where we know we're, we're doing everything we need to do to take precautions if they do that i'll probably will go back to play those like active because now it's microsoft it's not activision it's like it's microsoft now so like i'll support microsoft because microsoft has done some good things in the past they have done some not so good things as all companies do but we're not yeah. supposed to you know but they're not as like microsoft has done way more good to like most things honestly like they their major upsets haven't hurt really much anybody yeah and look you talked to me when I was maybe like 14 or something and I would say man I hate Xbox they're so stupid whatever like like a like a Sony fanboy would but nowadays I'm like you know all these companies have good and bad and all of them are doing all right (laughs) you just have to really figure out the bad developing like companies and then you've got to be like well what's the good development it's like you because like say how did EA go from the worst but now that you look at what like everyone's that's like the bad ones now you're just like oh you know what it hasn't done that bad like it's bad but it's not the worst that you EA know, just popularized been. a certain element of games I yeah think that, <laughs> that, but, that, but that's like nobody's compared a big to fan that of. that's not that bad like yeah at, at some point some any company could have done that you can't really blame ea for just being ahead of everybody oh uh, we'll talk about ea probably a little in the next segment yeah <laughs> um so yeah big news we're gonna see the effects of this ripple for years it'll be a you know a Mm. hot topic on the podcast and in the industry for ages so expect more from that deal now we got to talk about something that kind of sucks nfts non was it non-fungible token non-fungible tokens Um, i think it was new year's day when square enix published their letter about how nfts and blockchain would become like a mm -hmm. part of their games and that just kicked off like like team 17 they said they're doing nfts but then they Mm -hmm. backed down from it when everybody got mad same thing with the stalker 2 team that xbox game coming out um they i think they were gonna do it and then they backed down um konami sold like castlevania nfts at extremely high Mm -hmm. prices and it's it's turning (laughs) especially the square enix one that is just that hurts to have ea i think said they were going to do something and then they backed down because like like the case with team 17 all their you know companies under them like platonic makers of ukulele they said we are basically not for this we don't want anything to do with nfts stuff like that Mm -hmm. so like it's not like there's not blowback against it but the idea of uh, big companies like square enix and and konami Mm -hmm. saying they're going to or in konami's case doing it or atari making what amounts to essentially a loot box with an nft inside i don't want this to be what games become no i think with with anything from in my the way i see it is that it's sort of like actual just art itself because there's some let's say like if it's you know a picasso i can see the art behind it i can but then you'll see some artists out that like one of them was a, a straight up banana just duct taped on a wall. And obviously that went for art is in the eye of the beholder. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's, it's whatever. And the value of things is whatever people will pay for it. 
if I had a shoe and, you know, everyone thinks like, man, oh, that shoe is whatever. It's, you know, I'm not going to pay that much. But then one person's like, oh, that's a good shoe. They wear it. And someone wants to buy it off of them. Like, oh, you're going to buy value. Value is just wherever people will pay for it. That's why, you know, for me, it, the value is not really a thing it's sort of just like it's whatever i'll pay for it if i see a game and i really want it and they're like oh i'm paying you know it's 300 dollars. that's not really necessarily the value of it it's just that that's what some people may pay for it but i'm not that type of person to pay for it like you can find someone else who's going to pay 300 dollars for it i won't and the difference the there though is, is that you whole. are holding something tangible yeah. physical you can it's, if it's a piece of paper you can rip it if you wanted to yeah that's what i'm saying like the value of things is, is in the eye of the beholder is whatever you want to pay for is whatever whatever anyone pays for it some things we'll never know why it's valuable like some games are valuable for no reason whatsoever they're just are they just really are like either there's a low amount of them or it's really high demand so people want it a lot maybe it's a certain type of it that's you know rare because like i said there's a low number of it so people want it but I don't know, man. It's it's a little bleak and sad. It, it, it's sort the game of, industry right now with this stuff. And if <laughs> NFTs being their own thing, fine. They can be their own thing. They can be their own bubble. People can and value just it choose to ignore it if it. you want. To. Yeah, if you don't want to be with it, don't be part of it. You don't have to be. But if people are part of it, let them be part of it. Whatever happens in their group, let them be part of their bubble, their group. But when game franchises are meant to be like and this is sort of what we're talking about i think games are at a very low point it's not that games are how do i say games are no longer uh quality anymore and then and if you really think about it the quality and the quantity back in the day like back in the ps2 ps1 even super nintendo ps like even you got like a lot PS2 of short wise, games but you got some you good ideas going in there a lot of quality games and there was a quantity of it like there was a lot like you got a lot of good games that you surprised said like the haunted mansion is a ps2 game is a we've talked about game. it on this very show i love that game and it's a game i don't think could ever be made today because no one because the way the market of gaming is now is not is not how can we make a fun game and sell it to make money it's how can how much money can we market it and and like you know and how, how much, much how engagement much money, can we get yeah like how much money can we make on this engagement how how long can we make it last either Look, it's a battle skyrim pass. could not be made today because skyrim no. was a 60 dollar game that you could play for 500 hours why make a sixty dollar game when you could play for five hundred hours? When you could make a fifty or sixty dollar game that you could pay for fifty hours and then pay twenty dollars for an expansion every other month? Battle pass, free game. Yeah. Every every season's a battle pass. That's twenty bucks. That's ten bucks. Easy income. They're com- that's coming in. Uh, it doesn't. It, it's it's sort of, that's where I feel gaming. Obviously, there always will be great games. Metroid, God of War Two is coming out soon. Insomniac, yeah. Spider Man Two, Wolverine. Halo Infinite, the multiplayer was really good. Yeah, and, you know, most of Nintendo's it, output keeps away from yeah, the whole. There are quality games out there, but the the quantity is no longer there. It's because it's now, well, how can we market this game to make us money? Which I feel like companies should not do. I think most people want to have a fun time with a game. Then, Like I said, Destiny does have its moments, but most of it is just like... I have to pay thirty bucks for this DLC to play this. I have to pay another. And you have to log to on constantly to get the yeah. most out of your seasons. I hear. Yeah, it's like I don't have how... the lifetime to play Destiny when I do a video games podcast where I like to be very broad in what I talk about. Yeah, like Borderlands, 
it's even now where you can buy the super deluxe edition for like 40 bucks flat and you get all the dlc and you get everything yes, and, and they're not like, gonna they're not gonna take any of that away yeah they're not gonna vault it it's like no you like it's yours like it's 40 bucks ps5 version you can have it like 60 bucks it's yours it's all the dlc you can have it it's sort of that dlc is not a bad thing because obviously it's sort of the idea of when people complain like oh why do the people who waited get the definitive edition i should get it i played it first but you paid for the luxury to play it first these people either waited because they knew there could be a definitive edition or they just couldn't get it at the moment but then when they finally can get it at least there's some still value in it like oh you know it comes with all the dlc just you know it's just still some value but yeah it's just a lot of this is just how much money can we make instead of it being let's make it fun so it can make us money it's just how much money can we make out of it even if it's a terrible game there's still money being made on it it could be the bare bones basic and there'll still be money made on it and so i i'm just missing that because i i I don't know i went to the playstation store and i'm looking at it's the same thing it's the same type of games like i'm looking at yeah this game is great but it came out they're open world games and they're sports games It came out six months ago. Where's the new stuff? Like, where's the new quality, like, stuff that should be coming out? It's like... Yeah. It does. I understand games obviously take longer now. That's not the problem. No, no, no. We know that the cycle of a AAA yeah. game is, like, three to four years. Yeah, it, it, it does take a long time now. But I guess I, I just miss that era of... You miss the, the double quality. A games, quote-unquote. I do. I miss that Licensed quality of that... games. A little company can make a game and then a major company can just like support them and then publish it for them and then there you go you got a quality game thankfully the indies have been stepping it up lately i think yeah but you know they're they're in their little niche genres right now isometric games and roguelikes they're they're i feel like we're in the midst of a like a transformation there though i feel like we'll see a little more creativity used to be creative they used to be the kind of that oh those are your new like double a games but they have gone to like the top down like roguelike and like just like you know hades is we have our kings though we have hades and isaac those those cannot be replicated games like like cuphead dusk uh eternal castle those are the games that I'm like, man, these games are really fun. And they're like just kind of small teams that make them because their main focus is let's not market this game. Let's make a fun game and just sell it. And just tying it all back to that engagement idea, the idea that how how much time can we get someone to play this game that goes back to Ubisoft who are doing an NFT quartz thing. Where it's like mm. you play Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon Wildlands for like 600 hours and you get some kind of thing, NFT armor I mean, thing. It's like 600 hours. Robert, I've never played a game for more than, I think Borderlands 3 is only like under 450 only... and I've never played a game longer yeah. than Borderlands 3. 600. <laughs> I think when I used to play Rainbow Six a lot, like three to a year, two years ago, three years ago. The most time I think I put into it was, what, 300 hours? And I would play every day in a certain amount of time. So I only got, like, 300 hours out of it. And that's me playing every day and having the time to play. Sometimes I'm telling you, sometimes I would play from from 10 or midnight to, like, 4 to 5 or 6 in the morning. Like, it would be like that for a long time. I don't even think I could play Persona 5 for 600 hours. Yeah, it's, and that's my favorite that's game of all unrealistic. time. Unrealistic. 
the only way I think that can happen is if someone just has an AI bot play for them for six hundred dollars. Yeah. They just have it. And tr- then like where's in the, the fun in that? You're just running your console and not doing anything. Your your electric bill is going to be higher yeah. than most than anything else. Basically, I say maybe maybe keep the NFT things out of games. Like we obviously of, uh, see uh, that it's there to stay, or at least for the short term online, but like. This is games. The game companies don't need to start with all this. In my opinion, my 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 opinion is that games should stop being how much money can we make and just be like how fun can we make this game, and it'll make us money. That's what games need to be back at. Like, be back at oh let's make a game fun instead of it oh let's make this game you know let's add a bunch of stuff where people will pay for it. Like no, make it fun because I want to play fun games. I don't want to play games that I have to keep paying for. See, this is why, like, Horizon and, say, Wonderlands, or even though Wonderlands has a season pass, so I'll say Kirby and the Forgotten Land and Ghostwire, which comes out the same day as Wonderlands. I'm looking forward to those because those don't appear to give off those live service-y vibes. Yeah. Respect my time like Legend Arceus. That's a game that respects my time, and that's a Pokemon game. Traditionally known for not respecting your time. They've gone and changed the formula to where, like, I can go on, I can spend 15 minutes and get more done in those 15 minutes than I could in any other Pokemon game. I Respect think my also, time. What, what also makes me just... Because I understand, you know, time and effort and, you know, that stuff but takes a toll on people. But if you look at Nintendo, man, they put out quality games and they do not rush it. They do not time crunch it. They don't do no, anything they'll delay to it make if they it have uncomfortable. To. Yeah. They'll delay it, but they'll still make a quality game and release it within a reasonable time. It won't yeah. be like unre like it won't be fifteen years later. It'll be a reasonable like three to like the max five years. It's cause nothing needs to be as you know, almost destructively ambitious as mm-hmm. Cyberpunk every time you release a game. CD Projekt yeah. Red could release a smaller game. Maybe in between Witcher no 3 and Cyberpunk and yeah. and People know the name. They're going to flock to it. The name is well yeah. known. We know The Witcher is good. Try a smaller game. Try two smaller games. Yeah. Nintendo will release a Mario sports game that's pretty decent. Then they'll release a Kirby game. We know what we're getting. Something cute and simple and fun. And really, though, like Nintendo just released their sales report. That Animal Crossing game is Japan's highest selling game of all time now. Mario Kart 8's mm-hmm. reached over 50 million copies. Sword and Shield overtook Gold and Silver to be the second highest selling Pokemon game of all time. Like, and these games Mario, are yeah, Mario Kart 8 super hyper realistic. 13, 2014, Something like, that. like yeah, it's, it's a pretty old game. It's not that old. like it's pretty old. So, like I said, but evergreen it's a fun titles. Game. It's fun. It's good no matter when you buy it, and it's yeah. good no matter when you play it. Mario Odyssey is still a fun game to this day, and there's people who still haven't played it. So it's like, you know, it's like it's a fun game, and people can either replay it or just start playing it. Like it's their first time doing it. So it's what yeah. I said. I'd rather have a quality game, and like I said, and Nintendo does it so frequent where it's like it's possible companies can make good games and make a good amount of them, in, in a year, and you know, it, it won't take them a long time. Yeah, and look, didn't things like Mario Galaxy and Assassin's Creed come out around the same time? What's the easier game to go back to? Galaxy. And it still feels like a modern game. Yeah, I don't know, it's just... Actually, you know what's a weird game that I'm bringing up, like, playing old games? I played this, and this needs to be a different topic for another episode, but I'll bring it up. Prince of Persia, the original Sands of Times trilogy. Yeah. 
I love the first one. Sands of Times. Great Those game. remind me great, of your classic double A yeah. games. Great game. The second one, I hate it. I don't like it. I hate Warrior Within. And then the third one, great game. That's a good game. I was like, yo, this game's fun. So it's sort of that idea that maybe we'll talk about it. I'll play the third one more. But I've come to the conclusion that the, the Warrior Within, the, se- the, se- the second one in that trilogy, is probably one of the worst sequels and probably one of the worst sort of mechanic and like design and like everything wise about that game like it it went from one of my favorite games of all time to this is one of the weirdest and most disappointing sequels to a sequel that i think the third one is much better i was like this should have been the sequel and then the other one should have just never existed it's it, it just seems like if you make a smaller game and you miss with it it doesn't hurt as much mm-hmm I'm just while you were talking about that, I was thinking about Jedi Fallen Order. Not my favorite game, but it was a single player game that was generally well yeah. received. It made EA a lot of money, and you know it showed us that a single player Star Wars game still works. Of yeah, course, there's going to be multiplayer it. Star Wars games. A single player one will still work. It'll still make money. <laughs> I don't know. It's because a lot of companies still show that the idea of like I said a fun game and not trying to market it so much is the idea of that can still be your biggest like accomplishment is still a thing. And you know, you can still make money off it. That's what I'm like. It's not that those things are impossible now. Like we've seen companies do it. So I don't know. More companies just need to kind of keep that in mind that, Hey, just make more fun games at this point. I'm really, I'm really like, just like, I'm like just sitting and craving for like, I need a fun game. That's not going to cost me like $90. It's not going to cost me like, like $70. Like I need a fun, just e simple game. Well, I, I think we're on to a fun game here because we'll, we'll save some more of the news we got for next week, but I think we should hit our Nintendo direct rumor for this week, because I think we might be onto a fun game here that we could buy that's different and unique. Well, it's rumored that a new Deadpool game is coming to the Nintendo Switch. Now, I'm hearing conflicting hmm. reports. I'm hearing it's part 2D beat-em-up, part okay. dating sim. Now, that's interesting. Because the beat-em-up, I could see that. That you know, Think of old-school arcade games. like Yes, Marvel's no stranger to this. Yeah, like I think one of their X-Men games on the Super Nintendo was a beat-em-up, like side-scroller, like level, going to level beat-em-up. But... Dating sim? Now that's interesting because I know you know everyone knows Deadpool, the merc with the mouth. You know, you know he's the real funny guy breaking the fourth wall, mm-hmm, making him you know mm-hmm. cracking jokes. So if he I just seems like the prime the, uh, character for a dating sim, it, it's the other way around. I think I think it's a dating sim that's also a beat 'em up. Okay. <laughs> so I think what it, it could be is Deadpool goes on dates. Because he's very lonely, you know. Deadpool's a lonely, you know. You know, it takes you know, it takes a lot being a you know a hired you know hitman. You know, it takes a toll. And maybe he wants to try new things, meet new people. So yeah, you know, he tries to go on dates, but then out of nowhere, just a bunch of you know street thugs just come in and they start wrecking the place. So then he has to beat them up. While you were talking about that, I thought of the wild idea that what if this game has co-op, and the person that mm. Deadpool is currently dating. The second player could hop in and, you know, fight enemies along Deadpool. Like, all these beat-em-ups have, Maybe. you know, co-op. Streets of Rage, classic co-op. You just Maybe. turn off that friendly fire. Maybe there's a, a, a funny one where Deadpool makes a fake girl, I you know, one, and he goes on a date with Wolverine. Yeah. And Wolverine's <laughs> just so embarrassed, but then a bunch of, like, like, evil mutants from, you know, the X-Men universe come in, so then they have to go beat him up. 
Yeah, like, he could date people in the X-Men universe, too, like Rogue, and then somebody could play as Rogue in, in that section, or through that playthrough, or different playthroughs could end in different ways, or, you know, so he could break up with one of them in the middle of some in some playthrough, and then go on to yeah. another, and it, the possibilities here. <laughs> that's anyway. actually, that's funny, because then it's like, if he can break the fourth wall, he's like, no, you're not dead, you just get up. Like, you know, when your character yeah. just dies, he's like, no, no, get up, you're not dead. Yeah, he could, you know, do that Sekiro thing where he resurrects on the spot. I mean, Deadpool can do that. He's got the healing factor. <laughs> and it may, it may be, at the end of the day, you still have to have a successful date. Because it's like, yeah, you got the beat him up part done, but you still got to finish the day on, on like, an A rating or higher or something. You know what I mean? Oh, God. Add stage rankings into this. And yeah, it just, like, it, it's straight up, was... straight up Streets of Rage. Like, yeah, oh. <laughs> This date was a, a B rating at best. And it shouldn't lock you out of the next level, but they should have a rating system where, like, maybe if you get an A or higher, it unlocks yeah. bonus stuff. Branching paths a la Star Fox. Yeah. Or, like, the old Power Rangers games for the Game Boy Color, like Time Force, where you can choose a level and it would take you down a different path or something. What if Deadpool goes on a date? Oh, what would be the funniest one he would go on a date? Because I know he talk, he has ghosts that lives in his head. Yeah. That would be funny. I, oh, what if he goes I feel like Rogue from, like, X-Men Evolution would be funny. Ghost Rider would be funny. Ghost Rider? It would be funny because he does the pendants there and it doesn't work on Deadpool, so that would be oh, actually yeah. kind of funny. Just a I just thought of a great the... name for this game. All right, well, all right, what we got? You could have Deadpools in front of the name if, if they mm. wanted to, but they could call it Streets of Date. <laughs> Streets of Date, that's kind of funny. <laughs> yeah. I really want this. Uh, I really want this rumor to be true. There's like the back of the box will say like the Merc with the mouth tries his hand in the At sweet talking world, question mark. Yeah, <laughs> sweet talk with the work as a mouth with a mouth. <laughs> oh, that's fun. I'm mad. Just like and he just like has his uh, bag full of like you know his bag of infinite of uh, carries. You know he just pull yeah. out a baseball bat out of like a, a like ten foot long like baseball bat out of nowhere. Yeah, and Chimichangas for healing. Because you always got to have a feel. Uh, Instead of turkeys food. and chicken legs, it's, it's the, yeah. <laughs> Oh, oh, that's actually funny. I really want, man. This is one of the better rumors. <laughs> just, just getting into it like this is real good. It's good. But alas, we are out of time for this week's episode. So, welcome back to the podcast. If you're a returning listener, and welcome once again if you're brand new. We'll be back next week. I think we're going to start doing some top 10 plays of last year. And we might touch on um, a few things that we've been playing if the news isn't completely overwhelming like it was this week. So we want to thank you, as always, for listening. Catch us on Apple Podcasts and leave a great rating and review. Download an episode. Subscribe. All that good stuff. We're on Spotify, Google, and our Podbean site, too. All those links and more can be found at our Twitter page, which is at Markers on the Map. So, we'll be back. Our characters are, you know, hiding around Gameland. They'll show up from time to time as they as they usually do. And we'll keep making this a great podcast for you guys. So remember, the real Ever Oasis was the friends we made along the way. So we'll see you next time. Bye. Later. <laughs>